You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 143 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. And there's a Kronkenwagen. Okay. <laughs> the guest the guest show. host is the Kronkenwagen. I'm Caitlin. I'm Celeste. That's an ambulance <laughs> in Germany if you didn't know what that was. Um, and this is just a shit show and it has been for the last 30 minutes trying to figure out the computer, so the... I That's know, an added touch. Promptly timed <laughs> Kronkenwagen was... It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect summation. They were probably coming to get us because we're a mess. <laughs> um, so we had some technical difficulties and not sure why it happened. Um, didn't yeah. know we were going to have an episode this week because yeah. we were ready to throw the computer and the microphone out the door. Yeah. Um, and we figured it out. We so. did. It's, you know, uh, last week we hooked it up. No problems. Works perfectly. Today, it like barely will pick us up. So yeah. we've been messing around with it for a good 30 minutes. You're right. Yeah. And so. well, now here we are. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a working man. That's what matters. Yes. And we got to give the people what they want, especially during spooky season. Like Absolutely. This entire week, um, I thought that Halloween was this week, so... We got pumpkins, we've carved pumpkins, we had a Halloween party, and folks like, there's a whole ass other week mm-hmm. in, in between, yeah. yeah. No, you jumped the gun a little bit on the Halloween. I but. did. You know who else jumped the gun this morning? Was the day started when Mishka peed all over your sneakers. Yeah, it started out strong, so <laughs> that's kind of been our day summed up. Um, yeah, no, it's been an interesting day. Um, we did have a lot of fun last night, though. We did. Uh, so we had a little get-together. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have seen it by now on TikTok yep. or our social media. Um, my spread of things, um, which was... I made a whole ass spread. It was a labor of love. There was a lot to it, but it was really good and well-received. And yeah. I love doing little parties like that. I feel like everything is kind of isolating here because we're... Yeah. I mean, for the most part, alone, we have friends, but um, kind of when you do things like that, it makes you feel a little more at home and more like yeah. normal like that's a normal thing that we you know would do and love to do back home I would agree and Caitlin did a little too good of a job because some of the food you made tasted really good but like it was almost hard to eat because it looked so creepy um yeah so the prosciutto arm was pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah that one was pretty creepy and we were watching it while watching because we were like let's be in the spooky mood and continue watching um the fall of the house of usher Oof. Um, which is a little gory for my liking. Um, I love the show, but it is a little um, graphic for mm-hmm. me. And so I'm like eating the you know arm, and I'm like, ooh, I see the ooh. arm on, on the TV. And you're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really like that. It was a little. The show made it a little unappetizing, but I guess it just adds to the, the. I mean, that's what I made it for. To yeah. Be creepy and gross looking. Um, it's true. So yeah, and the eyeballs were pretty good. Yep. It's a good time. It was good. Yeah. No, you had a great spread. Um, if you go on over to our Instagram, you'll probably see it there. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin, I think, went viral a little bit on TikTok. Absolutely not. <laughs> the, I got the most views I've ever gotten, which yeah. was like just over a thousand. So it's really not impressive at all. But it was pretty cool to watch. It was in like within five minutes, I had like 600 views. And I was like, damn, that was that yeah. was best. Another one. They're really on a roll. Another one. <laughs> They're really on a roll this morning, it seems. Um, so it was pretty cool. Like it kind of like was crazy for like 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. then slowly then today there's only been like five more. So, (laughs) but it's, it's pretty, it was fun. It was cool. Yeah. Um, It was cool. 
So that brings the question of what are we going to do this coming weekend before Halloween? Um, so we're going to have another set of friends come for New Halloween next, party. <laughs> another Halloween party. Um, luckily, I still have a ton of decorations left over that I think we can reuse. But I think mm-hmm. I want to do like a Harry Potter theme because these friends also love Harry Potter. So yeah, that'd be fun. I think uh, making it... It's like an extension of your birthday, but it's pretty be, much. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make a cake. You know, like the Happy Birthday Harry oh, cake that Hagrid made. But I'm gonna be like Happy idea. Halloween friends. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. There's so many good ideas for um, Harry Potter like parties. It's TikTok. Sorry. Yeah. That's our other friends that um, <laughs> we are hanging out with tonight to watch <laughs> football with. Yes. Um, also, sad face about the Patriots this year. <laughs> You have noticed that I haven't talked a lot about football first because we're in Germany and one of mm-hmm. our games start at 7 p.m. our time. So it's a late night and yeah. I don't stay up late. No. Uh, and they suck. So yeah, they do. I went to the store this morning and um, there's other, obviously, Americans here. And you can tell because they all have their like NFL, NFL shirts on. Yeah. And everyone's looking at me like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's rough. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have buffalo chicken, tacos, and I'm making mac and cheese. Yum. It's going to be delicious. And it's going to be delicious. And they just had a new baby, and everyone knows I love to snuggle on babies, so I get to hold the baby while they do all the cooking, and it's going to be great. Yeah, super. And you get to look at a baby, because... I will gaze fondly upon the baby. (laughs) Celeste is terrified of children, especially infants. And this is a brand new baby. Uh, yeah, like She's that tiny. is way out of my comfort zone. No, I like a chunky baby because I feel like they're more indestructible. Because uh, Celeste, for some reason, just thinks she's going to hold a baby and just like, it's going to slip out of her hands yeah, and just like go rolling like a meatball across the floor. I need that level of responsibility in my life. I'm good. <laughs> I dropped my poor me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't be responsible for dropping someone's child. I can't. You would not drop a baby. I know, they just, it freaks me out. I don't know. It's fair. Babies freak me out. Yeah. I usually just plop them in Celeste's arms so she just Which doesn't I love. <laughs> have, she doesn't have a choice and then she's like, ew, give it back. Yeah, I, yeah. There's very few children I like. Yeah. Nah. But it'll be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun anyway. It'll be fun to go eat food and watch football. That's always a good time. It is, for sure. Yeah, and it reminds me, it makes me sad a little bit because obviously football is delayed here because like, when we were home, and I know we talked about this on the show, Sunday afternoon, starting at 1 o'clock. It was before 1 o'clock. Because, like... It was, the, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Like, the prep had to start. The grocery shopping in the morning, the mm-hmm. prep, and then... Ass and seat. At 1 o'clock. Yep. And we did not move for, like, six hours. It's true. My dad loves the 4 o'clock games. He's like, I have the whole day to, like, get my stuff done. Yeah. And, sorry, I hope that doesn't come through. Yeah. <laughs> on the recording. My phone is on silent. My phone's off. Oh, yeah. that's why it's coming through. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I like the one o'clock games because I'm like, I want my whole day to revolve around football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's not the way here. No, it's not because, like you said, a one o'clock game is a seven p.m. game. A four o'clock game is a ten p.m., which we certainly are not doing. Yeah, and it's... then late night is like two thirty a.m. So it is kind of funny though because the late night games I can usually catch the tail end when we wake up at like five thirty or six. <laughs> I can get like the tail end of one. Yeah, it's true. Um, but that's yeah. Yeah, Sundays look a little bit different. The, what we really should have done instead of moving to Germany was move to the West Coast where football starts at ten a.m. I know, and all of it's wrapped up by like nine p.m. I'm like, that See, is like the dream. That's a golden schedule right there. Yeah, you can almost like do brunch for your. Football yep. Sunday. You really oh. could. And then dinner. Like, it's like a whole, your whole day. 
your Damn. whole day is football. West Coasters. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. West Coasters, y'all got it figured out over there. Jelly. You've cracked the code. You've cracked we just it. went farther and made it even harder. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of the things when we, like, obviously, we, sorry, I know we're rambling, but when we, before we moved, we had obviously made a huge, like, pros, cons list of moving abroad. I mean, it was not an easy nor quick decision that we made. Um, and I remember one of the things was on my con list was, like, football sad face. And I was like, <laughs> I guess that's not really a reason to, like, how come you didn't move abroad? Because I couldn't watch football. <laughs> because the, the football started later and that was a non-starter for me. <laughs> no, it's true. But there's definitely small things like that that, you know, remind you that you're not uh, yeah. at home. So, you know, it does get tough from time to time. It does. With, you know, just random things that you miss. Uh, one thing I will miss, and no hate on Germany, but um, nothing here is open on Sundays. It's true. Like nothing. Yeah. And I am very much a person that likes to have errands done by like, Nine ten in the morning, which at home is very feasible. Yeah, everything opens at eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, that is not a thing. So early is like ten a.m. is like an early store. Most things open probably around yeah. noon time, mm-hmm. but so, nothing on Sunday. But nothing, not even the grocery store. No, which is frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. So yeah, that is that is another one that kind of you're not expecting when no. you get here. No, it is something I'm glad that people brought up before. We like went to try to go into a store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go in there. Yeah, it's Sundays. not open today. Whatever you need today or tomorrow, you know, for Sunday, get today. Yeah, literally, you got to be very proactive about that. Yep. Um, but yeah. All right. I feel okay. Like we have. I'm sorry. On. I'm sorry. I just feel like we were both frustrated earlier. Now we're just like, okay, I'm feeling better. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and also for those, I know we had an episode with Lindsay last time. Lindsay yes. did make it back home. For anyone that's wondering, she did make it. She home. did go home. Yes. She did. Lindsay's safe and sound back in her witch's Back hot. in her witch's cottage. <laughs> it's funny. We went to um, Ludwigsburg, mm-hmm. Germany and saw the largest pumpkin festival in the entire world, mm-hmm. which was quite impressive. It was. Of itself. But there was like, it was on like the grounds of a palace. It was beautiful. And there was a um, like little cottage that was mm. like tucked in and she was taking so many pictures of it. We're <laughs> like, it's fucking Lindsay's dream home. <laughs> My dream, it's, I share that dream. My dream is to have the reputation as, you know, the, the mean old witch that lives down the street that scares the children. It was all like covered in like bushes and oh, yeah. trees. Like it was very hidden, but it was very cute. It was giving like, fairy tale vibes. Lindsay would definitely make some potions up in that bitch. Yeah, she would for sure. That's a nice, that'd be a nice witch's, witch's cottage. It really would. Yeah. Big fan. Yep. All right. Okay. So let's get to it, shall we? We shall. Um, shall, 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 shall. Should. We shall. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think we had a theme for this one. I think I we think... just said what do whatever we want. Yeah, do what you want. Um, so I did two haunted houses because okay. it's Halloween and who doesn't love a good haunted house? Yeah. So I had one and I kind of started to get into it. It was um, called Con Barracks mm-hmm. and it was here in Germany, but it just didn't stick with me and it wasn't yeah. giving me like the, the spook factor so I kind of did something a little different and weird and it turned out to be really fucking creepy and uh, I'm here for it so yeah. I just have one big one okay I've got two of them do you want to start yeah. and then I'll go in the middle and then you wrap her up sure that sounds good do a wrap around do a wrap around alright well I have um, for my first one and I'm both of mine are in the US um, I have what's called Franklin Castle or the Tiedman or Tiedman. I did not look up how you say that. But that is in Cleveland, Ohio. Have you ever heard of this before? Absolutely not. I hadn't either. It's Ohio. 
Yeah. What's in Ohio? There's that really haunted um, theme park, but that's all about all, yeah. about all I know. There's also, there's Ohio State, State Report. Penitentiary, I think. Yeah, there's a haunted prison there, too, if I remember correctly. And that's where the melon heads live from our cryptids episode. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, no hate to Ohio. I just have not had good luck with Ohio <laughs> at all. No Ohio. I've yeah. never been. Can't say. I haven't either, actually. What is the show that was... Um, was it the Drew Carey show? Cleveland. Ohio. Ohio. Maybe. I feel yeah. like that's old, and that just like slapped me back into a memory, but I feel like the Drew Carey show was based in Cleveland, Ohio. I forgot that he had a show. I just remember him from Whose Line Is It Anyway? If you grew up as like an older kind of child in the nineties, eighties to I guess nineties, probably yeah. more nineties, uh, what a time to be alive! Oh my god, who's lying? Is a... it anyway? Is like it was gold, literally top notch. Yeah, top notch humor. Just the time in the night. Like I feel like that they've kind of tried to redo it now, and it's just eh. I almost won the Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just not funny now, but back in the day, it was, like, fucking hysterical. <laughs> I think, who was your favorite? Colin Mockery. Oh, my God. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> Colin and Ryan together. Yeah. Ryan Styles. Yeah. And Colin Mockery. The one where, remember they did a game where they would have to, like, come up with, like, songs yeah. on the fly? And, like, uh, I forget, but basically Ryan was just, like... The, this bird says the name of our next song and Colin just deadass goes Backstreet Boys <laughs> I think we quote Whose Line Is It Anyway at least three times a week Something. yeah I, I loved that show that was the Arctic Turn, turn. <laughs> it was such a good show I gotta find some reruns it's, that shit was so hysterical I come across like a um, TikTok and it's just, old clips yeah. of it and it's hysterical it is Wayne Brady's also Top five. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was funny too. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Right. Continue back, back to Ohio. Yeah. So the Franklin Castle. Um, it was built in 1881 uh, to 1883 by Hans Tiedman or Tiedman. Um, and this is kind of interesting because I read two articles about it, and like one I feel like was the very like PG version, and then okay. I read one and I was like, wow, that is very different from the other article. <laughs> so much like Disney movies. You never know what you're going to do. Yeah, hear. so I'm going to kind of go through both so you can see the discrepancies. Um, but Hans Tiedman, I'll call him Tiedman, he was a German immigrant who worked as a wholesale grocer and then grocer, grocer, grocer. I have no idea. Grocer? Yeah. No, I think it's grocer. Grocer? Like a person who like worked in a grocery store. A grocer, I think. You call it whatever you want. Okay. I'm a grocer man. He worked in a grocery store. <laughs> Then he became a banker, and then he made a lot of money, <laughs> and then he built this house. <laughs> so he built the home for his family, but it was also for his friends and family from Germany who were immigrating to the U.S. Okay. So he moved in with his wife, Louise, and his... Now, this article says two children. That changes when I uh, read the other one. Okay. In, um, in 1883, and it sounds like they ended up having six grandchildren. Okay. Um, so the house was sold in 1896 after Louise's death in 1895, and from 1921 uh, to 1920 or 1968, excuse me, it um, served as a German culture center. And then in 1968, this is kind of where rumors begin to spread that uh, the ghosts of Louise and her daughter are haunting the mansion. Ooh. And apparently, um, I feel like buildings can either go one or two ways when like 
haunting rumors pop up, yeah. they either deny them outright mm-hmm. or they run with them. Because Fair. in this case, they ran with it <laughs> and they started offering ghost tours. So they really just said, you know, here's an opportunity, let's take it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they started having ghost tours. And in 1985, it was actually bought by a man named Michael Davinko. For those that may know, that was the last husband of Judy Garland, the actress. Oh. And it sold in 1999. Um, Unfortunately, after that, it was largely destroyed by an arsonist. And in 2011, was bought by a European couple and has been restored. Um, so I, I believe it is still a privately owned building, Okay. but, um, it's very beautiful. It's very like, if you Google it, it's very Victorian looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was really kind of the first article that I read and I was like, okay, like that doesn't seem too spooky. Yeah. Um, and then I read this other one and that one, sorry, that's our watch. Sure. Okay. So I'll start. Oh, sorry. I'll... There's going to be lots of noises. Yeah. This is not going to be a perfect episode <laughs> by... By freaking far. Okay, so this article said that, um, I did not get the exact number, but that Hans and Louise had more than two children, and that in an 1891, their 15-year-old daughter actually died um, from diabetes. Diabetes! Sorry, <laughs> I missed a lot of that. Continue. So that's the first time that a, a death is reported in the home. Okay, this is the daughter? The Sorry. 15-year-old daughter okay. passed away from um, diabetes. So, uh, according to this article... Mishka his, says, do you need some insulin, Gil? <laughs> I don't think insulin had been discovered. I don't think so either. <laughs> Actually, I may have to Google that. I but, will. Um, so, a week later, his mom actually dies. So, that's the second death. Yeah. And then in, let's see, when was it? 1895, I think? Yeah. 1895, Louise is said, is, passes away of liver disease. So, now you've had at least three deaths in the... <laughs> House is my phone possessed? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, it was discovered by Sir Frederick G. Banting, uh, Charles Best, and J.J.R. McCloy in mm-hmm. Toronto in 1921. So, no. Interesting. So, she dies in 1891. So, she was mm-hmm. right there, but not quite. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, at the time, diabetes was a death sentence. Yeah. Um, insulin was a life-changing discovery. Oh, yeah. It was. And Mishka says thank you to the stay for it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So at this point, we've had three deaths in the house. This kind of really triggers some rumors about what's going on. Um, and it, they were, some were pretty nasty. Um, some claimed that Hans was having an affair. Some claimed that he actually killed the family members. Ooh. None of this is, like, substantiated, so sure. it's hard to know what exactly. It could have simply been a very sad... Tragic. Yeah, turn of events yeah. that his family members passed away. Mm-hmm. But here's where it also kind of gets interesting, is that... Remember earlier when I said after the house was sold, it was a German cultural center? Yeah. Well, this article actually said um, it was said to be a meeting point for German spies. Oh, Again, not verified, but yeah. it was also rumored that assassinations were said to have been carried out in the house. Ooh. So this one was like, I was reading this, and I'm like, that's a little darker than oh, <laughs> the shit. article I read before. Um, so yeah, and apparently in 1968, the house was purchased by um, a family called the Romano family, who apparently had such weird things happening in the house, they had an exorcism performed. Ooh. So something is up. So, yeah. yeah, because that's kind of... Well, not big guns if you're having an exorcism. 
Um, and this article also said that during the 1970s, the partial skeleton of a child was found. Ooh, that's not good. So I don't know. It's very, again, there's not a lot of concrete detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find anything specifically about the hauntings either, you know, mm-hmm. if there were reported sightings, phenomena. Yeah. It sounds like something's going on. In Something. I think, you know, it's almost like the rumors do more of the talking mm-hmm. than the actual house. Yeah. Isn't that kind of funny? It's like, if you think really deeply about it, it's not ghosts that are so scary. It's the belief in them it's, that makes them scary. It's true. So even if, I, I do believe ghosts exist, but even if they didn't exist, you're, if you believe they do, they're just as terrifying. They're, yeah. It's like the unknown. I think anything that you don't know is terrifying. Right. Like my higher power is like water mm-hmm. and I love the beach. I love walking near water, mm-hmm. like any type of water, but what's underneath the water, that's not my business. I, I don't, I'm terrified of underwater. And we're, I know we're going to get to that in your story because like, yep, I think it's called Thassalophobia yeah, it is. is the fear of deep water. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like swimming in the ocean. No. I'll wade in, but like, mm-mm. mm-mm. I used to love it. We, my um, family had a, or has a house on mm-hmm. the ocean in Maine. And yep. I would swim in there all the time. You'd see just like fish swimming around. I'm like, I had no fear of it. Now I'm like, I, I'm not a like reptile or amphibian Ooh. or anything that doesn't have legs. Uh, mm-hmm. not my thing. And if I saw a fish <laughs> in the ocean when I was swimming, I'd be like, hell no. Nah. I'm like, I'm a pool girl, but like yeah. a private pool girl, <laughs> no public pools, because I ain't swimming in little Timmy's urine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a reason it gets warm and cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would much rather swim in a pool. And I don't know. There's just something about deep water that is really... Mm unsettling especially like knowing that there's like ships and things underneath you the fact that like you know (laughs) yeah it's just a very strange thought which it kind of leads us into your story it does that's a good segue um so like i said i was going in a completely different direction and just it wasn't getting to where i needed it to go Mm -hmm. and you can open that there you go (laughs) we found dr pepper in germany and that was a new discovery and we also found a nasty Starbucks drink that you should not order ever. Listen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was like a twenty dollar waste. Mistake. You even drink it. It was terrible. I saw it on TikTok and everyone was freaking out. And I think I got bamboozled. Um, yeah. But Celeste got a Dr Pepper, and then it also did remind me of a memory. Wait, I think it was a Vine. It was like mm. TikTok before TikTok. And it was, give me a Dr Pepper, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that Vine. <laughs> Um, okay, anyways, so back to the water theme. I went with something, didn't like it, went with this, and it actually, I had never heard of it before. Yeah. And I was pretty stoked okay. to, to do it. Um, so this is called the Chook Lagoon, um, aka the Ghost Fleet of Chook Lagoon, um, and often referred to as, um, no, it's also called Truk, but now is more called. Chook. Okay. So, if you've heard of it as Chook Lagoon, mm. correct. Chook Lagoon is also correct, and that is more of, like, a modern now. Way yeah. Say, okay. Um, so, this... I had never even heard of any... There, it's crazy how big the world is and small at the same time, mm-hmm. but, like, there's places that I have never even, like, heard of. Yeah. Like, this place. Um, it's about a thousand miles northwest of New Guinea, 
kind of in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Um, and it's called, it's part of the Chuuk State within the Federated States of Micronesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of 11 tiny islands that are referred as the Caroline Islands. Okay. So this is just a tiny little island in a bigger bunch of islands called the Caroline Islands. Okay. I need you to set some expectations for me. Do we find out who Caroline is? Sweet Caroline. (laughs) Don't sue me. (laughs) I don't have a lawyer here. No. (laughs) I think, you know, when we like to do our little snippets of the sound bites, I think it's just going to be how many times is Caitlin singing this episode? (laughs) We're at three. Yeah. (laughs) If Um, you are a fan of drinking games, then. Perhaps that's one for you. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> I can make this really fun for someone. Um, anyway, so the Chuk Lagoon is just a tiny island kind of in this bigger set of islands. Um, and just for reference, it's about 36 miles of land area. Okay. Um, kind of like the state of Rhode Island. It's tiny. tiny. Um, and it is home to 36,000 people. Wow. So that's... A lot of people in a, a very lot of space. small area, um, so overpopulation um, mm-hmm. is Inish. quite common there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first kind of ever recorded sighting by a European um, kind of was the first mm-hmm. people to see it other than mm-hmm. like local people, um, was made by a Spanish navigator named Alvaro de Saavedra mm-hmm. on um, a boat that was called, or a ship that was called the Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was recorded in September of 1528. Wow. So, is she old? Yeah. Um, Truk and most of the Caroline Islands were claimed by the Spanish Empire. Um, basically, they came in and tried to control the islands during the 19th century. Um, but the there's always been a lot of people mm-hmm. on that island, and mostly were um, part of, there were many tribes on okay. the island. Um, and they began to, like, fight back. They were like, oh... Hell not. Right. You're not taking our land. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, and so the Spanish um, kind of controlled it, but it was lots of fights, lots of battles. Um, the uh, like native tribes to Truk Island were not going down easy. Okay. Um, but it was pretty brutal. It was pretty violent. Sure. Um, and that continued for many years uh, until 1899. Okay. When the islands end up, um, ended up being sold to the German Empire, okay. um, and that's when Spain withdrew from the Pacific, um, and just for reference, this was right after the Spanish-American War. Okay. Um, so then the German Empire held control until the First World War, okay. um, and then that ended when Germany, uh, it was Germany's defeat. Mm. And that's when the island became the empire of um, Japan. Okay. Okay. And that stayed that way up until World War II. um, And that's when the Japanese kind of took a hold of the island and made it like a really big, like, kind of like center station for that area. And they had everything there. There were five airstrips, a torpedo boat station, a submarine repair shop. And um, also, like, radar and, um, like, sonar communications. Like, okay. it was a huge hub for, yeah. like, everything. Okay. Um, especially for, like, a tiny little island. Like, sure. there was a lot going on mm-hmm. there. Um, so, this was all, like I said, Japanese. Um, 
they had obviously the the airstrips and all those things, but they also had huge like battleships, aircraft carriers, tankers, cargo ships, gunboats, and minesweepers. Wow. Um, and like I said, that was kind of their mm-hmm. like main station yeah. until in 1944, American forces launched an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was called the Operation um, Hailstone, and this lasted for three days. Okay. And um, the American army or military, I would say, um, they sank 12 warships, 32 merchant ships, and destroyed 275 aircraft, um, all in the Truk Lagoon. Okay. Um, obviously, all ended up underwater, yep. and that leads to kind of the spookiness of okay. it. Okay. Um, so this is also referred to as the biggest graveyard of ships in the world. Mm, interesting. Um, and so the Japanese forces tried to hold on to the islands. Um, obviously, America the, like did a number on the islands. Right. Um, and to the point where the Japanese military was facing like starvation issues. Okay. Uh, and they ended up surrendering in 1945. Okay. Um, sorry, I felt like that was a really boring history lesson. So this was like World War II. Yes. That we're in. Yes. Okay. Um, and so... Uh, America kind of took over and then I think once that war was ended it now is more of like just the native truk right. um, people so the not that really should have had it in the first place yeah correct um, I don't it is no longer like an active military or anything site sure or just um, the people there uh, but it's become quite a tourist attraction um, especially for divers and especially divers with uh, an interest in paranormal okay like I said, it was the biggest graveyard ship of the world. Um, and in 1969, William Brown and it's, it's Jacques Cousteau, but um, there's a funny, it's a wine store here. <laughs> I have to tell the story. Yeah. And it's called Jacques, but I do not speak French, nor do I know how to pronounce <laughs> anything in French <laughs> other than voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est <laughs> Number four. So sorry, friends. Um, and so we were talking to one of our friends, and we were talking about like a wine store. I'm like, oh yeah, Juarez. And our and friend he was like, like what? what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Juarez. And he goes, it's Jacques. <laughs> oh damn. So now our friend is called Juarez forever. And it's just gonna have to be that way. Yeah. Uh, not that Juarez, but this Juarez, aka Jacques. Uh, Cousteau, they, two men went diving to explore the Truc Lagoon, um, and they were going to make a documentary about it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of when it became a really popular diving site, because some shit happened. Okay. Um, So, basically everything underwater is really well preserved. Mm. Um, Okay. It's not really decayed or changed much, kind of everything seemed to have gone down and stayed just where it is yeah. or was. Um, so some of the wreckage is only 50 feet underwater, which okay. to a diver is really not that far down. Mm-hmm. So it's very easily like, accessible. You can go down, you can go into the wreckages. Like yeah. It's pretty much fair game. Down okay. there, nothing is really off limits. Um, but it's said that you can see, and you can Google pictures of it, and it's quite remarkable. Okay. Um, there's a lot of like gas masks. Um, there's like depth charts that you can see, um, and there's also human remains that you can see. Okay. 
Um, but like I said, you can see the planes, tanks, there's mines, bombs, weapons, submarines, kind of all mm-hmm. just at the bottom. Um, I didn't put it in my notes, but just... Um, and there's the <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I didn't put it in my notes, but there was um, like a recovery effort of, um, I think it was about 115 people that had died and were at the bottom that they um, brought up. And in that uh, area, um, cremation is really the like popular way after death to... You know where your body goes. Yeah, okay. um, it's said to like release your soul. Sure. Um, so they did cremate them and um, lay their ashes, but there were some remains that they just couldn't get, get to, to or reach. Um, so there are still many, many souls and remains sure. um, underneath there. the water that they cannot get to, um, and you can see them, um, okay. which is eerie. Mm-hmm. Um. So. It got really quiet in here. It did. <laughs> I think it's the dryer's done. <laughs> um, so there have been obviously many reports, especially these two guys that did the documentary about it. Okay. Um, not good. A lot of people report feeling really overwhelmed um, underwater, like near the wreckages, mm-hmm. um, with a heavy sense of like dread or fear. Like they get, you know, they're seasoned divers. They yeah. dove many times, um, but just get kind of like an overwhelming sense of like fear. Um, and one diver was um, inside one of the wrecks. I think it was a ship. Mm-hmm. And he had gone in and he was looking around and um, this was him making the documentary and kind of filming. There was like a light on his camera. Yeah. And he noticed that he, he dove with just one other guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like just kind of hovering around the outside of the wreckage and never went in. Yeah. And so he's like, that's weird. But like, okay. however you want to dive, is yeah. however you want to dive, it's not mm-hmm. my deal. Sure. Um, and so, sorry, my <laughs> instrument was a little itchy there. <laughs> um, he, saw, he thought it was a little weird that he didn't come in, but just said, whatever. He kept filming. They went back up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, like, why didn't you come in? Like, what happened? And he goes, yeah. There was just way too many people in there. Like, there was just lots of lights. It looked really crowded. I didn't want to get in the way. I knew you were getting like the shots that you needed. So I just let you know you and all the other people mm-hmm. like do their thing. Yeah. Uh, the crazy part, there was nobody else down there with them. Ooh. It was just mm. the one friend in there exploring. Interesting. Sorry, I have to take us. I have to take. It's us. okay. No. That, yeah, that's that's definitely eerie. Yeah, not good. Um. And to wrap it up, other divers have reported seeing, like, dark human-shaped shadows. Okay. Kind of coming in and out of the ships. And they kind of maybe think it's, like, a fish, but it's, like, a human like, form that yeah. they see. Um, and some local people have seen kind of, like, shadow spirits above the water. Mm-hmm. Like, at night, mostly. Like, kind of, like, misty yeah. figures. Um, and, like, if you're boating, some people have said that they become uh, possessed. Ooh. And some have needed uh, exorcisms wow. to rid the possession, and I believe it came from like that area, the wreckage area. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, the thought of like submerged ships and planes, like that, all very much is very unnerving yeah. for yeah. me. But I also think it's a a sad side of 
I think they would consider that like dark tourism, kind of like the um, <coughs> Sorry. the Netflix show, Dark Tourist. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah, there are obviously ships and planes and whatnot, but I think that just the fact that there are people down there, um, it's awful. Right. You know, it is a place of, that should be respected instead yeah. of exploited. Sure. Um, so yeah, that is interesting. But I had never heard of that. I hadn't either. And like mm-hmm. I said, when I was reading it, I was like, actually, that's pretty... That is quite interesting. It's pretty wild. My phone is off, sorry. I was going to pull up pictures. The pictures actually are really cool. So if you want to know, if you want to look it up, um, it's called Chuk Lagoon, but it's spelled C-H-U-U-K. Okay. Um, and if you want to look it up under Truk Lagoon, it's just T-R-U-K Lagoon. Okay. Interesting. Um, but you can see photos of you know all of it and it's yeah it's pretty pretty intense I, it sounds like it wow. and creepy i wouldn't mm. want to go there no i probably wouldn't either Interesting. i could never scuba dive first <laughs> i absolutely cannot i've i've gone scuba diving before mm. i don't know if i could go like into a ship like one because i'm claustrophobic and i yeah. just do not think that would bode well for me Mm-mm. but i like scuba diving like that that's fun yeah just no. open water <laughs> just out in the open nope you told me kind of what you had to do because you have to like do a training and get certified and stuff before and you have to like take your mask off and I was like you lost me there yeah like you can generally like just go out and dive if they make you usually do like a pool dive first yeah no. but if you want to get certified yeah you have to do a bunch of stuff to yeah I'm not doing that <laughs> absolutely not give me a snorkel yeah I'll just be right at the top thank you I, it's weird for me even like I've like snorkeled before mm-hmm. like in a pool but like even that is weird you're like you shouldn't I shouldn't be breathing mm-hmm here. Scuba diving is the same way. Yeah, I would very much feel very It's going to give me a panic attack next. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on then. Let's head to my last one. Okay. Um, so this is also in the U.S. And this is one that I highly recommend you Google because it is absolutely beautiful. And I mean okay. like beautiful. I'm talking about the Bolt Castle. Okay. And very rare that we see a castle in the United States. That's true. But this thing looks like a real frigging castle. I need your phone. So look <laughs> it up. Google it. You gotta look that bad boy up. And it's B-O-L-D-T. Okay. So, just for a little background, uh, George C. Bolt, who was a millionaire and was a <clears throat> proprietor of the Waldorf Astoria, the hotel in New York, for those just for reference, um, he decided, Ooh. right? Is it not beautiful? Yeah. It's temporarily closed. No. Oh. He decided to build this for his um, his wife. He dedicated the mansion to his wife, which I was like, listen, find you a partner that builds you a castle. <laughs> Looking at you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Flowers. <laughs> castle. Ah. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's just a lesson for all of us. <laughs> in 1900, um, construction began on the estate, and this is located in the Thousand Island region of the St. Lawrence River, which is between the U.S. and Canada. And fun fact, yes, that is where the name for Thousand Island salad dressing comes from. You know, I don't like Thousand Island salad dressing, but that shit slaps on a patty melt. It does. I completely agree. But yeah, I that was a random fact that I was like... Very random, but I'm like, oh. you know what? <laughs> okay. Now you, now you know. <laughs> um... Also, also, I read that the, uh, just a little fun fact about the Waldorf Astoria, that is where, if you've ever heard of Waldorf salad. They just fucking love them a salad. I, they're big salad <laughs> fans up there. That's where that came from. 
So I do you, love a Waldorf salad now. I know. So see, now we're learning all this good food knowledge well, see, today. See, this is why you're so good at Jeopardy. You just know a lot of random <laughs> yeah. shit. Thanks to the podcast, I learned a lot of random <laughs> shit. So yeah, if you look at this thing, it is huge and it's gorgeous. Okay. Um, so the plans originally included um, having a drawbridge. Um, a literal tower just for the children to play in, mm-hmm. and a giant friggin' house, as you can see in the yeah, photos. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and it's kind of cool, too, because, you know, this area is called the Thousand Island Region because it's a bunch of tiny, and I mean tiny little islands, like this thing is sitting on its own island. Yeah. And it's in the shape of a heart, which I also thought was quite oh, romantic. Yeah, but unfortunately, tragedy did strike the family, and they never actually lived there, because in 1904, Louisa died. Um, George C. Bolt's wife and the woman he dedicated the mansion to and it said he was so heartbroken he called the construction crew and told them to immediately cease work and he never went back to the island and I was like oh that's so sad Um, so it essentially sat vacant for 73 years and it was acquired in 1977 by the Thousand Island Bridge Authority Um, and since then it has been renovated today it looks to be like um, somewhere you can visit it's Mm -hmm. publicly open yeah you can also have weddings there and I bet you could take some beautiful wedding photos out there when I looked at it it said temporary close I wonder if they're renovating which would stir up I'm I'm assuming there's going to be some hauntings oh yeah here Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah it is temporarily close I'd be very interested to see yeah we'll come back to it yeah cool friends podcast 2025 we're gonna go wrap around we're on it (laughs) yes so yeah it basically it was renovated it's now open to the public but temporarily closed at the moment um it is said to be haunted by louise who unfortunately never got to live there but it said that she is often spotted along the boathouse um kind of a woman in uh antique clothing that kind of disappears and reappears um and also at night at night uh strange lights have also been seen on the estate that really can't be explained. Mm. But I just think it's so sad that he started and then she died and he just, he just never went back. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know if I could ever see a ghost. Well, I have seen a ghost. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. I saw my grandmother. That's right. I, I did. did. Oh. Me and Bailey, I swear to you. Remember when we did the USS Yorktown mm-hmm. in Charleston? Yeah. Me and Bailey saw a ghost. I think I saw the back of him. He was the dude in the coat, right? He had, like, a suit. Then the guy had, like, just started talking about, like, the... There was, like, an episode of... I don't think it was Ghost Hunters, but some paranormal Team show. Guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he had come in, and they said that they saw a man in, like, a blue coat. And they were like, nobody else is here. It's, yeah. it's not. And I shit you not, everyone was moving on. And me and Bailey turned, and I was like, it's a fucking man in a blue-ass suit. And he, like, turned into the corner. Mm-hmm. And... Me and Bailey looked at each other, and I think we were the only ones that saw it. And we were like, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that was creepy. I remember, too, like, thinking that was weird. Because I think I saw the, like, for a split second, saw the back of him. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, why is he wearing a coat? It's October in yeah. Charleston. It's mm-hmm. hot. It was. Uh, that's why I swear, I've never seen, like, I guess if I was going to expect to see a ghost, I would think... The, you know, the white, kind of white, kind of yeah, that's what I would expect to yeah. see, but that was like a, a real ass person. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but the only time I ever have seen a ghost mm-hmm. was, um, the night my grandmother died and, you know, people can kind of argue this both ways because, um, I knew, we knew she was going to die. She was very sick and mm-hmm. we were very far apart. 
Um, and I remember I was going to bed, and this could have been a dream. I won't say it maybe wasn't, but right. I woke up, and she came into my room like she always did when she was there. And she uh, walked up to my bed, and she bent over to kiss me on the forehead. But the weird part that makes me feel like it wasn't a dream was, like, she always wore these very big, kind of like, I could show you a picture of them, like, very big round glasses they were very common back like yeah in that my grandmother had them too yeah and she always wore them on a chain like a little like metal chain so if you took like glass, yeah, yeah yeah so she always wore that and i remember feeling when she bent over to like kiss me on the head the metal part i could hear it like tinkling and then mm-hmm. it like i could feel it because it like part of it like touched my like face saying goodbye to you. yeah and then the next day of course we woke mm-hmm. up and she found is. out she had passed yeah. but it was just it's just very weird that you remember feeling things mm-hmm. in dreams. And I distinctly, like, remember yeah. the feeling of that. So yeah. I would say that's the only ghost I've ever seen. But interesting. Very. Also, it's kind of funny, too, because the same thing happened to my mom mm-hmm. when her grandmother died. Except she didn't know her grandmother had died. She thought her grandmother had come to visit her. Mm-hmm. And the next day she woke up and my grandmother, her mother, was crying. And she asked her why. And she told her that she had passed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she didn't pass. She was here last night. So, it's kind of weird. Your family, I would say it's more on your mom's side, is very... um, There's a lot of... They're very... uh, Sensitive. Sensitive is the word, yeah. You guys have a lot of stories. We do. We have a lot of weirdness going Mm -hmm. on in that family. Yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah. All right. I think that is it. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was kind of a little bit of everything. We like to... (laughs) Well, it started wild, it was wild in the middle, and continued to be wild at the end. So. Yeah. You know, this is what you get on the show. You're, you're used to this you're, kind of. Yeah, we've said it, and we'll say it a million <laughs> more times. You are not here for the professionalism. Not professional. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, anything to add before we wrap up here? Um, I don't know why it's so quiet in this house. I mean, it's always because we're used to our air conditioner running. Oh, uh, you're probably And right. the AC is off because it finally feels glorious in it's Germany, fall. and I'm so happy. I know. The temps have dipped. They have. I have a hoodie and on. My heart is soaring. It's so good. I know. And you have tomorrow off, which is really nice. It is nice. And I think it's going to be like in the 50s for a high. Mm, which that's is my be prime time. Fucking lovely. So we're going to have to think of uh, something nice and fun fall to, to make. Yep. Ah, oh, love it. I okay. love soaking in the cool weather. Me but too. It's finally here. It is finally. So, yes. Well, as <laughs> always, remember to go see Caitlin on Facebook. <laughs> you can come see us on Instagram at Ghoulfriends Podcast. Um, sorry, that frog in my throat. If you want to send us an email or a listener story, you can do that as well at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And I feel like I missed something, but I don't remember. TikTok. Where... Oh, yep. We have a TikTok too. I'm trying to be better at that. <laughs> it's at Ghoulfriends Podcast as well. So I think that's all I've got. Okay. All right. Well, for now, we hope you enjoy your final week before Halloween. Do something creepy. Curl up with a good book. Watch a scary movie. Turn the lights down low and get a blanket. Mm-hmm. As always, remember, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your good friends. Bye. 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 Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>